you got your bungs in. What was that? Because my feet are getting fucking wet. Sounds like a future nuggets problem. Welcome aboard another episode of One More Throw. Nugget here, across from East Colonel. How you going, mate? Good morning. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. So uh, today's episode, uh, we got a guest with us. How you going, Dan? Pretty good, boys. Real good. So go. We're just up the up the river here, a bit of fresh water, doing a bit of bass fishing. Trying to see if we can get a couple this morning. It's a bit of a late start of the morning, but hopefully they're about. So uh, that's if we don't lose these lures in the trees. No, oh, it's all right. Beatles' famous words, mate, you never lose gear, you go after it. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, what have you been up to, mate? Mate, oh. as you know, I've been an accountant that's been pretty bloody busy the last couple of months. But, oh. um, yeah, I haven't been fishing too much lately other than went down to Yamba with a young bloke the other weekend for his birthday and he had a good time. We caught a, caught a good mud crab actually off the wharf. Oh, that's unreal. Yeah, it was unreal, all right. Cooked him up the next day. But yeah, other than work, I've been trying to organise a hunting trip, um, which I've got lined up for the end of the month. And so you do a fair bit of hunting, don't you? Yeah, I try to. That's predominantly if I can get any time off. That's where I'm trying to spend it. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's where most of our red meat's coming from these days, or for the last decade or more. Get, try and get plenty of venison for the freezer. But um, yeah, no, I'm enjoying this up here. I haven't been up this part of the river, so... You're going to show me some little honey holes, which would be good. You'll be able to bring the boys up. Can't. Yeah, I'm just going to have to go back here. Dan, because Colonel's in a tree. Yeah, he's hooked up. I'm trying to get her out, but... I don't know, she's in there... Oh, I don't know. I think you might have to go and get it. Yeah, back <coughs> the electric up. We might be uh, going in close here. Tell you what, we couldn't have picked a better morning. Yeah, it's a beautiful morning, Unbelievable. Actually. Hey, give us a flick here of this rod before I go in there. Watch your head, Dan. Yeah. This is better than what I was going to be doing this morning, That's which what was painting. That's I was trying painting. to do without hurting anyone. Thank ah, you. Just rip into it. There you go. <laughs> right, I'll get us going back the right way. So, um, yeah, I believe you, uh, you um, started a... A club around the area with the hunting, didn't you, Dan? We did, mate, yeah, Clarence Valley Hunting Club. So back in, I think it was late 2016. And, um, yeah, and now we, we started, you've got to start with, I think, a minimum of eight members to, you know, incorporate an association or have a club. And so the first few little meetings, that would be me and a couple of the fellas sitting at the Lawrence Tavern, you know, we put the word out, waiting there on our lonesome, having a couple of beers. And every, then um, every I think good it was probably the made around a couple of beers, isn't it? Probably the um, third or fourth month. You know, we we're trying to put it on. We said we just got to do it consistently, and show up at the same time. And then we had like ten people turn up. Oh, jeez, oh, this is pretty good. And then it was twenty, and then it was thirty. We <laughs> thought, wow, okay, then these people might want to want to join this thing. We didn't, you know, have any advertising or anything like that. And um, now we've got sort of. Pretty close to oh, 200 members. So it's um, going to happen when you cast like that. Yeah, we've got a couple hundred members and it's a very social club, so when you say hunting club, everyone always says, oh, what do you hunt? I said, well, pretty much anything that anyone wants to hunt as long as it's legal. 
as long as you've got permission and you're not breaking any rules, but... Because the beauty about your club, I believe you got a fair bit of country, actually. Um, we, we've had some places where we've had club access, but it's really hard to get someone to agree to allow a, a club, you know, to come and have access on their place because they picture you're going to have, you know, 30 people rock up at once. And But in reality, the majority of us sort of just try and, you know, acquire and maintain private access. Um, and then through that, you make a lot of good mates and, you know, hopefully someone takes you onto a place they've got and you do the right thing and don't go behind their back and ruin any of that. And I've just actually gotten onto a, um, through a mate, or actually he's a client as well, um, another place up at Glen Elgin. So I'm really keen to get up there and have a look. They've got plenty of deer up there. Yep. But um, well, it's just, it's a really good social club. Like, we also do firearms licence, you know, courses and training. Yep. And the R licence, so they can hunt in sort of state certain forest, state forests. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's... It's pretty regulated, um, well, very regulated, which is good. And there's a lot of public land that, you know, if you don't have access to private property, um, there's a lot of country out there in the state forests that are declared for hunting. Yep. And um, it's not that, to be honest, it's not that hard to get your um, restricted hunting licence. you just got to sit the, sit the course and then um, pay your fees and apply with DPI. And they're actually really responsive. They'll get back to you straight away. Oh, that's good. So you guys help a lot of people get their licences? Heaps of people, heaps. Um, during that COVID period, we, we'd done so many. Because everyone sort of got, I think, quite worried about their food security. So, you know, if you can fish, if you can grow food and you can hunt food, um, you know, gives you a bit of confidence that, you know, if the meat runs out in the, in the supermarket or you can't get any tucker, well, you can fish for it, you can hunt for it, you can forage it. Um, so, yeah, we did loads during that period. Looks like we've got another boat coming here. There is another boat coming down. But, yeah, no, the, um, we help them through all that. And the other thing is we offer a lot of support and it's a very social club, so we're always encouraging, you know, to bring, bring the family along. Often the... Um, Got a lot of a big range too, which is in age. So a lot of a lot of clubs, so you know, rifle clubs, shooting clubs. The average age is getting quite old. Yep. Um, the demographic, you know, they're much much older average age. Whereas ours has got a really big spread. We've got everyone from juniors, um, loads of people in their twenties and thirties. Yep. Which is unusual for a club like. Yeah. Right. Eh. Well. You go to a uh, rifle range, and traditionally, you know, it's it's run by a fairly Just old. This boat go past. Yeah. See his boat. The name of the boat. Silent <laughs> treatment. <laughs> they didn't wave. Oh, he did, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, he waved. yeah, I think he did. Um, yeah, so, you know, generally you've got a much older um, average age, but ours has got a really good spread. We've got a lot of older older fellas, a lot of uh, young fellas, a lot more ladies joining the sport. Oh, that's awesome. And realistically, you know, like fishing, the more people you can get interested in it and doing it, um, you know, the more, I guess, political will and, and power you have to try and stop, you know, over-regulation and eventually the banning of it. Yeah. 
Oh, that's good. So. so what have you boys been up to other than scheming and setting up a podcast so you can have an excuse to go fishing every week? Oh, no, don't. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, I've just been working, actually. Uh, oh. Well, actually, this week I've had a bit of... Bit of time at home. Uh, Kate had to go to uh, up to Yapoon for a wedding, and um, unfortunately, my daughter was a bit crook, so she wasn't allowed to fly. Oh. So I got a bit of time off work, and um, rather have been at work because um, I was yeah, a bit nervous looking after young Zoe. Uh, How old is she now? Uh, 14 months. Oh, yeah. I've never been, you know, left at home with her before. <laughs> By myself while she was sick, so for that long, anyway. Oh, and they always want mum when they're sick too. Like, well, I th- I'm the favourite, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, no- normally though they still even like, you know, Ethan was a daddy's boy when he's my um, firstborn. And, um, but even still, whenever they're sick, they always want to kill, they always want mum. Yep. Yeah, righto. That's oh, just, very good. So how'd you go? You got through the week then? Yeah, I'm here. I'm, <coughs> I've survived. Kate flies in the Zavi. Uh, Zavi's at home by herself. Yeah, no, she's for not. For six hours. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's not. Um, oh, three? Come on. No, Colonel's missus is looking after Zoe this morning while we go do a bit of fishing, which is good. So, yes. Uh, Shout out. No, that was my week. Um, hats off to the missus, though. Uh, yeah, she does it. With me being away all week, plus working. I suppose she has daycare to help her. Yeah, but it's the getting, the getting the ready part, you know. In the morning, there's so much to... Like, Kel gets our, all the boys ready, so we've got... Baby Nuggets daycare um, feeds them. So Kate doesn't oh, really? have to get any, just nappies and... Yeah, right. And that. There we go. Colonel spend some time in these trees, here, mate. Yeah, oh, no, mate. he does it again. I'm going to have to take the rod off him, then he can take control oh, of the. Oh, I nearly did the same. and to pull that one up. <laughs> Famous one last more tree words. Colonel, and I'm <coughs> swapping. Yep. <laughs> I want to catch one of these bass, so I'm going to keep throwing. Yeah, no, me and De- me and Colonel will swap today. Um, we'll let you, Dan. Until um, I catch a big stalker. Yeah. Your hooks around your line there, but yeah. I was gonna say something doesn't feel right. <laughs> Don't give up your day job. <laughs> <laughs> nah, definitely so, not. Colonel, no. what have you been up to this week? Carting mud? Um, carting road base. Did a little bit of um, on location this week. Did a bit of work up around the Korokai area, and fuck, it's a beautiful area up there, eh? He's nice at Korokai. Yeah. The only problem is you got to go for the <coughs> casino and isn't that a dive? Oh, yeah, that was a bit, you know, how's it going? But, um, yeah, no, nah, I did a bit of work up around that area and, yeah, beautiful fucking area. Did some work down the coast yesterday and I was pretty keen to knock off yesterday afternoon, that's for sure. I bet you were. Been a long week. Fridays. Yeah, it's been a long week. You don't this even week. work Fridays. Nah. I try not to. Well, I actually worked yesterday. I had I had a call. I had to take um, run through some financials and whatnot. But um, but yeah, no, we tried to set up now to work longer hours Monday to Thursday um, and have Fridays because it just it's just better got, for the work life balance. Oh, well, you know, we've got four boys. We're trying to do a house renovation. Um, you feel like you just work work all the time, and thought, well, just try and work a bit longer during. the 
Monday to Thursday and you never get time to do that other stuff like go and do the shopping, all the mundane things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're trying to renovate the house, so I figure, well, Saturdays should be, um, you know, get stuck into the renos and you, you need one day a week, I think, if you, you don't have that break day. Um, you can go for a fair while doing that, but then you just fall over. You just end up, end up crashing. Mentally, it just ruins you. That's half the reason, like, I think going fishing, going hunting, um, being outside, it's just... It's just a mind reset. Yeah. Oh, mate, uh, you know. You well, that's it. how, that's, you know, like, that's how we grew up. Yeah. You know, outside till dark, um, doing all that sort of stuff with your mates, going to the beach, on the bikes. These days, it's just, like, technology. Like, that's all they want is technology, phones and tablets and... Glued. Glued to the you know, iPad. And that's it. And if they if they can't have that, they want the TV or, you well, know, and it's out. just like, just go and, just go outside and, you know. But times have changed. Well, they have a full meltdown if the internet's down. Oh, yeah. But we go camping now um, and we actually take the Starlink. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we take the Starlink. That's, um, so we're just like full internet access. But like you say, when I was a young bloke, my best thing was we always had boats, always had tinnies. Yeah. Um, had, um, yeah, not like this flash beast. <laughs> it was um, bare little tinnies. You had a 15 or a 9.9 or then we upgraded to a 25 and that was just like amazing. And um, yeah, we'd just go from daylight till, till dark. Yep. Run around in the mangroves, but he crabbing. We'd fly around night time, no lights, you know. Oh, I do that now. Yeah. I remember, because um, I grew up in Yamba down Crystal Waters, we used to be out fishing all the time at night time, just in the tinny. And I remember you could come from the, well, even before the tavern got put in, but where the tavern is there, that was one of the best black fishing spots across all through there before they put the tavern in. Yep. And that was only like, we'd just walk across from Reedy Creek, because we lived in Melaleuca Drive, and we'd just go across the creek, um, walk, walk over there, fish off there and you just catch a heap, heap of black fish and walk back, but when we had the... Um, Don't fall in. No, no. When we had the um, boats and that, I remember, I just memorised how flat bickies, how far, how many seconds you'd have to go one way and then you'd bank did and you turn. Did you just go from one tree to the next? I think you did, yeah. You know, you'd be, you remember where the channel was. I went from one tree <sighs> to some foliage. Right, okay. <laughs> you know what that means? You, uh, you can have a flick, mate. <laughs> Here you go. So that, that's the propeller to engage it, disengage it, and that's just steering it. So they're side to side. Yeah. Motor engaged, but just flow with the current going yeah. out. That's it. Right. Yeah, but I'd, I'd memorise the channel during the day, like flat out, 10 seconds this way, bank left, you know, another five seconds that way, yeah, bank right, and then shut my eyes and do it. Yeah. At night time. It would be pitch black and I could do it from memory. You'd leave a certain spot and count, flat out, and you go, yeah, hitting you, 25, bang. Yeah. No, it's funny you say that. I, I, I grew up on Watonga, up there in Yamba, just around the corner from you. Oh, yeah, yeah, Watonga Drive, right near yeah. the boat ramp there, near Watonga Drive yeah. boat ramp. I, yeah. I lived around there. Yeah, right. My oldies still live down there. We went far away then. Yeah. Yeah, my mum and dad, they used to have the shoe shop. In, oh, um, okay. In um, the shopping centre there. In the old um, yeah shoeies. Yeah. <laughs> when it first when yeah. it was first built. Yeah. Yeah. Shoe X they had. Clarence Shoe X it was called. 
And then they moved over across the road. And then we ended up closing the amber shop. But yeah, that's fucking funny, small world, eh? Yeah. I always did, like, when I was really young. I think I moved to Milluka when um, I was about four, was before I started school. Yeah. And then, um, oh, hang on, I didn't bump that, did I? Um, yeah, I'd be running around down there in the mangroves and covering myself in mud, sliding around down in uh, Reedy Creek. There's actually a good little creek down there. If you, if you put a trap down there, didn't hit it too hard, you'd always get a nice muddy out of there. Yeah, you get real good muddies there around the tavern, eh? Oh. I used, to, I used to know a bloke who, that was his job, he used to catch crab, he was a crab fisherman. Yeah, right. And he used to go all out through those sandy flats there near the tavern and that. Well, um, that was how I paid for a lot of my stuff as a teenager. What's that? Catching mud crabs. Crabs. Oh, and selling them. Yeah, yeah. that's what all the kids do down the Amber Way. Well, that was every, during the season, every afternoon, we'd go down. We had a um, spot where we tied the little tinny up in the canals there in Crystal Waters. Yep. <coughs> Friends of the family. But I'd never leave the motor on, so every every time I have to get the motor out of the garage, cart it down. It was only a 15, so it was yeah. pretty light. And um, put it on, go out every afternoon. But um, I used to sink mine. What? So, so they didn't get lifted by the pros. Oh. <laughs> so we'd, we'd be like somewhere like this. You'd come out, take a landmark, a couple of trees, so far off the bank, drop it in there, and then you'd grapple them. Yeah. And I remember sometimes you'd... you'd Think, I'm sure I put this trap in, I'm sure I put this trap in. It'd be 20 minutes back and forth, back and forth, and all of a sudden you'd hook on it and he'd rip you out of the boat. Because we didn't have them fancy little pop up traps. <laughs> Brother Brad used to make some wicked crab traps out of um, mesh. Yeah. And he made a oh, bloody good funnel. Very on. nice. You arsey yeah. bugger. Very nice nugget. Is it, might be a brim. No, it's no, a, no. It's a bass. It's like a bass. Oh, yeah, she's a bass. In there, in there. There you go. Oh. There you go, brother. Thanks, mate. I just conditioned that lure in the trees for you, mate. I was going <laughs> to say, did you give me the wrong colour? No. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. How come your coloured lure is way different to my lure? Oh, I thought I'd just try something different. Very nice. Well, if I don't Let's get one of the next six cars, I'm going to try that. You're going to keep him or you're going to throw him back? He looks. Literally. Pretty little fish. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, I used to remember back then I was getting 10 bucks a kilo for, um, for green. I was say, you can't do any of that shit anymore, eh? Like no, the... it's ridiculous. I mean, what's a kid supposed to do for a bit of pocket money now? Oh, mow a lawn, I guess. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, so we're just going through the things. Of measuring in it, uh, what's it coming with? 29 and a half at the forks. Better wait for beetle. Get the old, I nicknamed these uh, scales beetle. So. That fish is longer than what it looked. Yeah. Oh, it's a good size. Oh, very nice. It was a bit of a donut last week. You didn't catch anything last what, week. Was that like your second cast? <laughs> First cast? Or? You had that one planted there. No, not at all. <laughs> it's only weighing in it. 370 grams. Literally. Yeah, nice little fish. 
don't know why he goes. I'm gonna jag him in the way out. <laughs> <laughs> the other way I used to make a bit of money too is when the blackfish were on. Yeah. We'd, um, you know, you get into a good school and um, you could, you know, it was nothing to catch 20, you know, in, in no time. Yeah, right. And um, we'd dress them out and, you know, we'd fillet them down, skin them, bone them. And then I used to get about 10 bucks a kilo for them too, skinned and bone fish fillets. And so you can't do any of that anymore, but... No, I'm talking, well, this is bloody 25 years ago. Did a kernel. Did a kernel. There you go. And the beauty of all this too is you don't go home smelling like bait. Yeah, I, I'm still old school, eh? I, I don't mind bait fishing. Yeah, we don't mind bait fishing. But the old lure fishing does that. Uh... What speed do you have that at? I haven't touched the speed. I suppose you're always moving, you're always doing something with lure fishing, whereas bait fishing requires a little bit of patience. <laughs> oh, no, we get them pretty quick on. Depends where you go. Do you want to just bring us out a bit, Dan? Yeah, I'm some doing, just coming out of around that log. Come out in this fucking... Well, at least I know they're up here. So you cast it into the shade. Oh, you bastard. We might back her up. <laughs> I'm into the proper tree. Oh yeah, I'm back. Just release the bow arm, but that's it. Now come back and then try to give it a few flicks. Yeah. There you go. Oh, there we go. Yep, straight me outboard. <laughs> that's the technique, eh? Keep right. going, Colonel. I want to change colours. Do you? Yep. Is it? This is probably your lucky lure, I suppose, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try a different one. Righto. Where are they? Uh, in here? No, they're actually up behind me here. All right. Here you go, mate. Give us, give us a look. See what tickles your fancy. Yep. Well, I've got one, so I'm not a donut today. <laughs> I didn't really fish last week because Colonel never actually caught a bass before, so I let him go and try and give him a hand with the clips. Oh, mate, these are... Yeah. You got it? No. Yeah, I... You, you're an expert on these? He one? is. I have trouble with them every week. Yeah. The more time he spends rigging up my stuff, less time he's got to catch another fish. <laughs> what? <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. I'm a bit worried you guys all standing around me with flicking the lures. I'm sort of limited. Well, that's right. We're trying to limit your chances. I'll get out of the road then. They are, right. they are a bit of a pain, these clips. You know, I just want to hit this log before Colonel fucking motors past it. Yeah, it looks like a good spot. Listen, mate, my little accounting fingers are having trouble with this this clip. <laughs> they used to whack it into a, into a keyboard and a... Ah, got it. Radio and the calculator. I might have to service this reel. It's starting to make a bit of a sound. You'll have to get your dad on board. No. Eh? He'd be a laugh. Yeah, definitely. Big chub on board. Old chubs. He's too busy making rods these days. Yeah, is he um, 
I haven't, I haven't seen any of the ones he was making, but he was telling me all about them. All right. Just stick it up there. That, uh, that one? Yep. Yeah. I see uh, what you got going on here. You're getting colour-coded. Oh, no, you want that different? No, that's right. Uh, open her up. There's more levels. Mm. There you go. Mm. What's that watercolour like? You've got a pretty bright-looking one on there. <laughs> uh, I might try orange. You had any luck on this one? Oh, probably hasn't even used it. Yeah, I'm gonna go the dark orange. It's like a box of candy in here. <laughs> you know, I started using the word candy instead of lollies because buddy Harlem, my youngest, watched that much American, American TV. Oh. And he and he's like, I want some candy. I want some candy, Dad. And I'm like, it's not candy. It's lollies. It's like Z and Z. It's lollies. My, keep, um, so now it's candy. <laughs> our, uh, my, my stepdaughter, eight-year-old stepdaughter, she, um, she's the exact same, yep. which is all that YouTube. And then, like, you'll be like, oh, we're going to go change the baby's nappy. And she'll be like, oh, I'll go get you a diaper. <laughs> and diaper. I'm like, it's not a diaper, mate. It's a, it's a nappy. <laughs> Like, we are Australian. I know, and it's hard too. It's like, you go to McDonald's, and I always say, I get some chips. Yeah. I, I hate, I hate fries. using the word fries. Like, yeah, that's it. You know. Oh, large, large chips, mate. Yep. So. you like fries with that? No, I want some chips. <laughs> so, uh, going back to your uh, hunting, do you get uh, you go pigging much, or? Uh, as in dogging, or just hunting for pigs? Oh, all together, really. Like, I know you prefer using the old boom-boom stick. Yep, I certainly do. Um, no, I haven't been dogging for a long time because I don't have any um, any dogs trained up like that. And there's a fair bit. You've got to be pretty dedicated to it. Yep. But um, it's great fun. Clipped in properly? Yeah, well, I think so. Um, Give us a geezer. I don't want to lose me lure. I don't know. It's not quite. Uh, looks, looks right. Is it going a little bit tight? No, that'll be right. That'll be right. Um, no, dogging's awesome fun. But, um, and there's quite a few guys in the club that that's all they do. They love dogging. Yep. But, um, no, predominantly, and we've got quite a few bow hunters in the club now, which is awesome. Um, I don't know if that's all that. But, yeah, no, I prefer no, hunting with nice. rifle. Uh. And, um... I target deer and goat and all that first because we love eating the meat. Yeah, so looking at that Sorry, we're just looking at the sonar. We're looking at the sonar. Right. I was like, is that it's either a big school of fish or it's a tree? I think it's a tree. It's a, it's a tree, mate. But yeah, no, mostly like when I go at the end of the month here, I'll be chasing a few deer for the freezer because it's getting a bit low. Yeah, I see you get uh, into your, your deer hunting a bit. So where do you go to for that? Uh, yeah, on the tableland. So any as soon as you get to the top of the hill, like anywhere from Glen Innes through that whole range, um, out further to Bandara, Baraba, Bingara, all, all that country out there is sort of known to be good hunting. So if they uh, join your club, they, they have access to a lot of that hunting with you? Oh, it, it's, it's not like we have a, like the club has, you know, all these properties that you can go, that's like extremely difficult. But what we try and do is, um, you know, if you've got some new members and they've never been, it's a bit of a process. And we try and, you know, partner them up with somebody and 
Like I've taken a number of new people out with me. I'm taking another, a new guy um, this this next trip, and um, he's never been sort of proper hunting before. Yep. Um, but it's one of those things like you get, you can't take everybody, and particularly when you've got a family like I've got. And but there's other club members that will take. Oh heaps, that's right. And and there's been so many um, who have made you know, lifelong friendships and then they become hunting buddies and um, I think it's just a matter of putting yourself out there and when it comes to stuff like that, it's like asking someone if they can take in the boat. Yeah. If you don't ask, well, yeah. you're never going to get, you know, you're never going to get on, are you? Yeah. That's, that's, that, yeah. that's is, that is it. But, um, well, it's like I, we try and te- I try and teach my kids, you know, like it's okay for an answer to be no. Absolutely. But the answer will always be no if you never ask the question. 100%. You know 100%. I mean? It's like me now, if I, um, even whether it be clients or um, associates and whatnot, they come in and they'll say, oh, you know, we come from family at Inverell or family at Moree. And I go, oh, really? Oh, they got any property? Yeah. And they'll say, oh, yeah, uncle's still out there. And I said, oh, do you reckon he'd let us go shooting out there? Yeah. And, um, you, you just got to ask. That's like it. I'll ask a hundred people to get one that's opportunity. That's and exactly it, and that's all you need. If, if you're not asking, did that. you're not getting a chance. And um, and you know, the, with the with the poaching and that that goes on, um, you can understand a lot well, of property owners. The finesse of <laughs> getting that. I was watching Nugget there. The finesse getting that out of yeah, the tree. Just, you can tell I put them in a few times. Yeah, yeah. you know how to get them out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, with um the Just amount change of, your attention to yourself. <laughs> amount of poaching and stuff that goes on, um, you can understand why property owners are reluctant to give someone they don't know, you know, access to their property. They've got Yeah, you know, they don't know who they're gonna bring. Well, well and also too, like there's thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stock. Property, you know. That's yeah, I was and, gonna say a lot of them rural properties, there's a oh, lot of money on them. So Absolutely and you know, until they get to know you, I, I focus a lot on trying to get to know someone well and, and be very respectful. Of, you know, it's their it's their home, and um, if you can't understand or respect that, then you shouldn't be in the game. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, love love shooting pigs. They're bloody good fun. Nothing like hearing them. You come up on them, hearing them grunting and squeal and carry on and. And you can smell them, you think, oh, they're going to be just around the corner here. <laughs> so uh, with all your hunting, and do you ever do much fishing these days or not really? Oh, look, I'm getting back into it. Um, there's been a period there where I haven't fished for ages and um, it's just been good because my oldest boy, he's um, just turned 16. He bought Dad's little um, 3.79 Pro Line, Stacey Pro Line with the 15 Merc on it, and he's just gotten you know, right into it. He's super keen to go out the boat all the time. So that's kind of re-sparked a little, um, you know, the, the interest and in to get me out there. And the, uh, was it the other weekend? I took, we're just off the bank at Crystal Waters, not far from your place, Colonel, where you grew up. Um, down there and caught a couple of little brim and the Harlan, the youngest boy, he caught a nice brim, about 28 centimetres, oh, oh, first nice. one. And, uh, mate, he was just stoked. Yeah. And you think, yeah, I've got to get out more and do this. And um, probably my favourite form of fishing used to be, and I want to get back into it, was, um, you know, black fishing. Yep. Yeah. And... Um, Middle weed. 
Yeah, a bit of weed. Um, and I've still got my old rod, like from, you know, the old buddy 11-foot floppy rod and yeah. the LV reel and all that sort of stuff. And You have to hit Dad up for a new rod. Yeah, I will, actually. I'm going to hit him up and um, I'm going to dust that off and go out with mate Mossy. He, um, he goes out fairly regular in his boat and um, he's always catching a good feed, sending me photos of these blackfish. And I'm pretty keen to get out and um, get back into that because that was... It's just such good fun, you know, with the float, watching it getting smashed up in the in the snags. You've gone to a big pig. That's all part of it, eh? Oh, nothing better right. than seeing that float just go, yep. disappear, and you're just in them. We used to do heaps of fishing off the middle wall, Yamba, um, over at Thorny Island, in the snags there. But have you noticed that, do you guys ever experience, like, fishing on middle wall right back in the day where nobody anchored on the Iluka side, it'd be all the Yamba side, and you actually fished off the wall. Yep. So you'd stand, there'd be, it could be 80 blokes along that wall and you could all fish in harmony. Yep. Now, everyone goes around and anchors on the bloody Iluka side and you cut out all your, your fishing so they hog so much water. Yeah. It's just all changed now, nobody wants to get out of the boat. Well, they go spend all that money on a boat, I don't blame them. <laughs> I'm sort of going through that at the moment. That was, um... Someone hit me up there the other day. They're like, oh, go out to Plummy. I'm like, fuck, I'm not walking 10Ks up the fucking... <laughs> up the beach. What, <laughs> Plumbago? Yeah. Come on, get out. Got us in there, down. I think I've cut a um, thing yeah. into the log. Um, I think I had a little touch then. Hey? I think I had a little touch then. Did you? Yeah. Missed him, though. My line's actually going into a bit of the tree bark there. Oh, there you go. See how much damage it did. See if I frayed it. Yeah, so to answer your question, I haven't done a lot recently, but I'm pretty keen to get back into it. It's always a it's always a time thing though, isn't it? Like you run a business, yeah, you, you know. Got kids, you gotta do all their stuff and interest. That's and, it. And then Throw on top, re-renovating the whole house. But that, you know, that's sort of why we're doing this, you know, to get the guys, um, you know, to make time for themselves. Bit of encouragement, you know, they listen to this halfway through the week and go, fuck, I might ring a maiden, see if he wants to go fishing. Why not? Because what happens, you get so consumed with, particularly I, I find as a bloke, responsibility. You know, you, you think, I've got to be a good husband, I've got to be a good father. You know, I've got to be a provider. Um, you know, I've got to make enough money for everybody to have everything they want. Um, yeah. And you get to the end of the week and you, yeah. you've got no time for yourself. Yeah. And really all you need to do is come out on the water for a couple of hours and it just, it just clears your mind, resets your brain. Um, and it's the same, I think, camping, you know, hunting, fishing, all that sort of thing. I just find being out in the... Outdoors without the phone ringing. That's it. The dreaded phone. Are you worried about it, your phone ringing? You never even fucking answer the bloody thing. I know. If I didn't need a phone, I wouldn't have a phone. Well, probably. I live on it, you know. You need to. Yeah, I have all... to. Well, I'm, I'm selling time and knowledge. That's it. Is what, you know, is essentially what I sell. Keeping us out of jail. 
doing our tax. That's right. <laughs> Need to keep you out of jail. I'm not that dodgy. Oh, you, you've quietened down a little bit. You, I don't know. <laughs> you, 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 you used to try and push the envelope, and I'd say, well, this is about as far as you can go, mate, before we're... Can I claim these lures on my tax? <laughs> I tell you what. You can I need, now. I, I can need now. This, I need this rod for uh, for work purposes. Um, Wait, we, we haven't talked about what you blokes would be able to ride off now. <laughs> this, this was the plan, wasn't it? Get get the accountant out here, take him fishing, and then we'll get a heap of free advice out of him now. <laughs> oh, I knew for a bit that I'd be able to claim a bit of this, be able to claim the boat, the fuel, the lures, the rods. Everything. We, um, I actually think everyone needs a side gig these days. You know, oh, how bad! Just, just to get a living. A, oh, it's insane. And then you get, I don't know. Am I allowed to go into this or what? Yeah. Um, you know. Well, this, it depends. Well, <laughs> we don't. Know. You, you, you can you can edit what I say. Um, no, like this year in particular. Um, you know, for the last few years. Middle-income earners have had, you know, a $1,500 rebate. They've banked on it. It's been part of their refund. And then, um, you know, this year, the first time in several years, they've, they've revoked that. And I'm finding so many people are walking in the door. We do up the tax return before we put the deductions in. They've got a bill. Yep. And then we, we do our hardest to put all the legitimate claims through. You know, we, we it's That's do our serious. best. And then they might get a, a piddly little refund. Whereas the year before, they were getting, you know, $1,500, $1,600, $1,700. Yeah. And they're back to a couple of hundred bucks. And then that's for anyone earning between forty-five and 90000 Yeah, righto. And, and then you take a, a family of two, two working parents. Yeah. Well, that's three grand out of their budget they didn't know they were going to not have right before Christmas. Yep. So then you're going to find it's, it's going to hurt and hit a lot of people. Uh, on top of everything else, with all the rate rises, on top of the inflation, um, and, and the government says, "Well, we represent the the working family." Well, not this year. I say, not this year, then. No, no, that's it's it's uh, pretty cruel, actually. Just and uh, what they're going to realise too is, um, you know, come election time, people don't forget that sort of stuff. Well, they must because they keep getting in. Well, yeah. people do tend to have short memories, but uh, how much pain can someone take? Yeah. Just you watch know. this uh, water pipe above you guys. Yeah, I know. Nearly decapitated us on the way up here. Like, Irrigation line. You Good. could slap it. As I say, you could touch it with your rod. Oh, if I well, in the middle there, the middle. it was literally when we come flying through two, two foot above us. Looks like, it looks like irrigation line. Don't know what if yeah, it's, it's actual water, water in it. Oh, it would be. It'd be going to a trough. Yeah, but... Yeah, how low it sits in the middle. Look at there. Literally, that, that's... What? Touching your head. That'd only be eight foot off the water. We're flying up there 60 plus k's in oh. here. <laughs> I said to you, it's dark. Oh, I looked and went, that looks a bit low, and it went, woof, <laughs> over the top of her head, and I went, holy shit. <laughs> you were standing up. If we had... A, oh, if we had of, um, a bit more water in here, who knows what would happen. Well, we're low tide, so... But that, and there's no flags or anything. It's it's that time of the morning. It's nearly impossible to see. Oh, it's not legal, but oh, I guess all the locals sort of know. That's I wonder what the uh, liability would be if someone actually really got injured doing that. Someone would be paying for it. 
don't know these days. It's been there that long. They, you'd think they'd know about it. I think that's a Telstraw. Something above it. I don't know. It's dodgy. <laughs> it's low there in the middle. I mean, how therapeutic is it just throwing a lure? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a few messages going, you guys have got to get out ocean fishing. I'm like, oh, there's no real challenge in that. Doing a bit of bottom bouncing. Well, there is, but not really. Not when you got when you can just pop down the river and do this. So there's plenty of challenge in deep sea fishing. There is, but I think every every bike just wants you to go get a red or something. Like, you know, snap a fish and then. Oh, did you see where that landed? That, that's a good cast. Hey. Yeah. Take that a was, note, Colonel. Yeah. That was two inches <laughs> off the off the snag there. Watch your head. <laughs> Am I safe on this boat? Yes. <laughs> Just for everyone listening, I'm currently sitting on the edge of the boat. I'm not fishing at this point in time. I got my one, I'm letting these other two. Oh, come on. Guys try to catch something. Look at that. Just starting to get me groove back. I just need to land a fish now. <laughs> oh, it's warming up. Tell you what, the old nipples were a bit cold coming down. You could poke someone's eye out. <laughs> My legs look like a freshly plucked chicken <laughs> when we pulled up. <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's good having all the speed, but not on cold mornings. Oh, I think I might have to upgrade a boat and put a bit of canopy in here. <laughs> I won't be able to flick lures. <laughs> have to have a two-step one where I stand up on the roof. I just want a big 20-foot punt with a big tiller steer on the back of her. And um, you can just, a little barbecue Wind on board. Wind it up a bit, Dan. Colonel, sorry. Little bar little barbecue on board and take the whole family out for the day. And, yeah. You know, utility boat. Oh, that or one of the big flash pontoon boats. <laughs> The girls can sit on board, drink champagne, and tow the kids around. Oh, I just pulled him up a bit too short. So, how just come up with the idea of doing this podcast? Oh, I just. Wait, what made you think? Drunk. Drunk? <laughs> hey, and then he rang me, and then he rang me, and he goes, Hey, mate, do you like fishing? I said, yeah, I like fishing. I've asked the wrong question. I should be like, mate, can you fish? Yeah, can you fish? And he goes, do you like fishing? I said, yeah, I like, I like fucking hell. It's dangerous in here. Lord I said, yeah, I like cast. fishing. He goes, oh, sweet, you can co-host this podcast with me. Are you keen? I said, right, eh? Mate, a lot of good ideas come out of a few big nights on the beers or the whiskey. Yeah. Well, I like the podcast and I was driving... I wasn't driving. Say, we're, we're truck drivers, so it's. <laughs> were you drink driving? Did you say? No, I wasn't. Not this time. <laughs> you get um, like I said, yeah, like I said, we're truck drivers, and you get over what just listening to music. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't keep you awake. So you know, the podcast is the next best thing, and unfortunately, there's only so many good podcasts, and they're all in a fucking studio. So I thought, what, what's the next best thing? And then. I come up with this, and then a lot of people said, no, you got to do it in a studio, you can't do it outdoors. And I sort of thought, well, fuck you. We'll prove them wrong. Yeah, more or less. So. Well, this is much better than sitting in a buddy, in a box. I sit in a it. box every every day of the week. Bow on, bro. No, no, she's just, 
Um, yeah, no, I, uh, it, yeah. Well, a lot of people that know me know I can talk a little shit for a long time, so <laughs> sort of made sense. It's, it's funny, actually, because I talk fine and normal, and then you put the microphone on me, and I'm... He gets all nervous. Yeah, I get all nervous. I go from <laughs> da 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 to about da-da-da. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Um, <laughs> I, I was sort of a little bit nervous when I first started running the club, you know, you're getting up in front of all these people, most of them are strangers, after and you've got to give, you know, give speeches and all that sort of stuff, and after you do it enough, it doesn't bother you anymore. Yeah. You just think, oh, well, yeah, they don't like what I'm saying. Yeah, it's sort of natural, I don't know. Well, that's it, you know, I don't, I don't know if people like what I'm hearing or not, but we're still getting a few hundred downloads every week, and we haven't really advertised, so... It's uh, good. We've actually got a big advertisement. I was going to say, we've got, we've got Don't something. Don't tell them what we're doing. No, 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 we're not. But we're going to say, we've got something lined up in the works and then uh, I think there might be a delay on it. No, it's getting done today. Is it getting done today? It's getting done today. All right. No, so, you'll, you'll see that on the socials through the week. Oh, I'll put it up we'll, today. We'll talk about it more. But today being Saturday, see, when you guys hit it uh, You'll Wednesday, see it before we talk about it. <laughs> yeah. When you guys uh, hear about this Wednesday, if you haven't followed our socials, I'd be getting on there because we've got big news. Now, I like podcasts too, like driving it. It's, it's almost like you sort of, you kind of feel like you're sitting on the edge of the conversation yeah. with the podcast because they're, they're talking. Whereas music, it's good for a little bit, but then, yeah, you, your mind wanders and you... But it's funny because I hate fucking radio hosts. Can't stand them. Yeah, but oh, that's I a, like Hamish a, and Andy. It's a different concept, though. A radio. I was just say, I don't mind that Will and Woody. They're pretty good. I like Hamish and Andy. Yeah. I hate that fuck with the golden microphone. That what's his name? Kyle and Jackie O. Yeah. Can't stand. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> can't stand that twat. Anyway, okay. We should go back to the podcast. Yep. So, uh, young fellas getting into a bit of fishing. You said. Uh, what do you reckon his dream boat would be in your price range? Because we know the in, new accountants do, have a lot of money. Do, do you yeah. mean uh, in, in what his dream boat actually is or what, what we could afford? Um, well, I think you probably would be afford his dream boat. Well, something like this he would absolutely froth over. <laughs> absolutely froth over. Something, you know, he doesn't need anything too big, up to four and a half metres. Um, this you know. five, just shy of five. Yeah, no bigger really, like... Well, that's the thing, like, this, everyone asked me, like, oh, why didn't you buy a seven-metre boat? And I said, well, I went the five, or just under, it's 484, which, you know, yeah. is fuck all. Um, it, it's, it's big enough to go out to sea. Yep. It's still small enough to go in the river. Like, you don't really want a seven-metre no. boat in the river. Like, it no. just comes too much. The wind so, gets them too much. That's right, it's not. Yeah, well, look at us this morning, like, how much navigating around timber we got to do while flicking lures, like, anyway. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, but you'd be able to go out to sea more, like, um, when it's a bit rougher. And I sort of thought, well, if I can't go out to sea in a five-metre boat, I'm not going to go out to sea in a seven-metre boat. That is too rough. Yeah, it's just not pleasant. Yeah, you can probably get out there, but you're not going to enjoy yourself. No, he, I think his ideal boat would be... Um you know, 4, 4.2, 4.5, something like that, with a decent donk on the back of it that he can show off to his mates and go a bit faster. And, um, but really, you want something you can get access in and go fishing in little tight spots and 
But then that's not big enough for the family, so I need something that's big enough that can take everybody. Um, we've got two little tinnies at home now. But, I mean, he doesn't need anything more, you know. The, the little boat he's got's perfect. Yeah. Perfect for runarounds, cheap to run. Little little 15 on the back. He's in the market now for a 25 or a 30, so we've done a, done a bit of a deal. He, he said, oh, will you loan me the money, Dad? I said, no. Nah. I said, because once you've got it, you won't work to pay it off. So the deal is it's going to be on lay-by. Yeah. And he said, what's lay-by? <laughs> Never heard of that. And I said, well, we'll buy it. We'll put it on the boat and we can, you know, take, take it for a run so you know what it's like. And then uh, you can have it when you pay off the last dollar. Yeah. I thought that'd be a pretty good incentive. And he yep. went to school and told his mates and his mates go, that's a stupid idea. What do you mean you can't actually use it? Like, no, yeah, but because... when he can use it, it'll be his. That's right. And I reckon he'll work a hell of a lot harder having it sitting there looking at it than, you know. They get things too easy these days. Oh, yeah. I never did. But, um... Everyone's like, oh, did you get paid as a kid? No. Oh, parents never gave you any money. No, I've got to live there. You know how I got, you got paid? Fed. I got fed. You no, know how I got paid as a kid? Dad, what? I used to have to walk around and deliver junk mail into the letterboxes. <sighs> my cousins oh, did that. Fuck me, mate. Me and, me and my sister used to do that. Yep. And, like, you don't realise it at the time, but, like, that's how we used to get, you know, a bit of pocket money out of that. Oh, but you'd go, you'd go on a family that. holiday and the, <laughs> the parents would be like, Fucking all the junk mail money's paid for that. Yep. And you go, what? Really? And was like, it, um... Just literally getting a couple of hours of exercise every week, walking around, dropping them in letterboxes. Was it 10 cents a sheet or was it a dollar, uh, cent, one cent a pamphlet? <laughs> I think the worst was folding them. Did you have to fold them too? Yep. Yeah, we <coughs> make to... Kev done that. His family done that. Um, he used to, so I used to spend Friday night watching the uh, Friday night footy. Folding. Folding the pamphlets and then you deliver them over the Saturday and the Sunday. Yeah, right. We used to do about, uh, so where we lived, we used to do all the way down to Treelands Drive. Yeah. And like Willow Way, all that sort of stuff. Oh, that Have a look at this. Is this a little drone? Huh? Look at that. No, that's, that's no, a plane. It's a plane. It's fucking tiny. It's probably come out of the airport there at Grafton. It'd be a two-seater. You yeah, we used to do Fuck all that junk that. mail, and that's how we got paid. I'm as looking kids. at that going. That's a fucking. Oh, <laughs> a no, no, like no. a big drone. Fucking drone. Look at the size of it. Oh no. Fucking hell, Colonel. No, they they used to do the same, and um, but I made a heap of money out of um, golf ball hunting when yep. I was young. I got a I got a mate who does that for a, like a living. Yeah. That's what he does as a job. He goes around and he cleans out the um, dams. Dams at the golf courses. Yep, and then he sells the balls back to the pro shop. That's so and that's how he does. I think he sells it for like fifty cents a ball or a dollar a ball. But he'll go out and he'll find three thousand balls in an yeah. afternoon. That's fifteen hundred dollar payday. Well, I used to do it as a kid going to Yamba, and um, I could go and get three hundred balls on a Saturday. Yep, and that was just from my feet. Yep, so I, I could just feel them with the feet and then pick them up between my toes. Yep. So I used to picture it was like picking up 50 cent pieces. Yep. Go and get 300, fill my backpack, chockers, get in the bike, ride all the way back to Crystal Waters. Yeah. I'd wash them overnight and then um, go back and sell them to the pro. You'd keep a few good ones out because you'd always find a couple yep. of old fellas on the course who would give you, you know, three, four dollars for a ball. Yeah. And um, mate, 150 bucks back then when I was, you know, 
15 year old at high That's school. That's crazy. Chuck was, there. Was yeah. more. I was making more on a Saturday walking around the course and, and doing that. Admittedly, you had to swim in shit water. It was, yeah. It's all effluent out of the yeah. paperwork. works. Yeah. Um, hard going in winter, though. I used to do it in the middle of winter as well, and it was freezing. Yeah, I've got to... Um, you stink a bit when you come home. I reckon the listeners should start writing in some of the shit they used to have to do as a kid to make pocket money. Oh, mate, the, I had it pretty good. So swimming in effluent water, <laughs> collecting golf balls in the middle of winter wasn't much fun. Took a couple of my mates, they didn't, none of them ever really lasted because they, <laughs> they couldn't get as many balls, so they didn't get as much money, and they didn't really like the idea of, you know, swimming in that freezing cold crap water. But um, yeah, made good money out of doing that for a while. And if there was a dollar to be had, we, yep. we'd we'd do it. Yeah. Like whatever it was. I suppose you're uh, um, into collecting the old ten cents cans then. Well, one of the boys is um, Dalton. He was doing that. I've got about three thousand of them at home. I've got to just get off my backside and go and take them in for him. But yeah, no, the. It was good times, you know. You get on your treadley, ride in the Yamba. There's about, what, four or five Ks in there. Yeah. Go spend the day at the beach. Yeah. Me and my mates used to do the same thing. Oh, it's great. Go lock the bikes up at Turner's, go for a swim, go get some hot chips and some bread. Oh, how good was the charcoal chicken yeah, back man, in the day? Yeah, man, charcoal chicken chips. Mate, they had the best chicken salt. I remember, um, well, this is a fair way back, but you could go there for two bucks and get a plate of chips and gravy on top and, and sit there, there's enough for two. Yep. And you'd sit there and just scoff into that after, you know, swimming at the beach or... Yeah, that's what me and my mates used to do. And then you'd go across to the the spa there and get a loaf of bread, hot chip yep. and gravy sandwiches yep. and a bloody dollar bottle of soft drink. Yours was set. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't you could, even buy it. You you can't can't even... Go to, we could go to the beach with all our gear and $10 and that fed you. Oh, easy. But you can't, as we were saying before, you can't do that anymore. As, even kids these days, even if they wanted to, they can't because no. things just cost too much. But the biggest thing I was talking to a mate about this a few weeks ago, actually I think we were drunk on a Bucks party. Anyway, we used to go like grab our push bikes and go for a ride out of Broom's Head. Yeah. Like that 15, 20k ride. Yep. Every nearly every weekend. Yeah. As a kid, you can't do that anymore because I'm out of dickheads. Well, you're worried on the about. Road. That's right. You're worried about them getting run over. You're worried about some pedo like buddy trying to abduct them or whatnot. Um, and I don't know. Just you go back. Like I grew up in the '80s, and it was the best time, man. Yeah. Like we we saw all the old school and the start of the new technology take up. So yeah. I, I think realistically, like I'm a bit older than you blokes, but it was honestly the, Not that the best much time. The best. How old are you now? Oh, I mean, it's old. 30 next year. 42. Oh, fucking 12 years. 13 <laughs> years. I feel older. But no, like, it, and everything costs heaps of money. Like, what's $2 get you? You can't even buy a can of drink at the shop anymore. No. Nah. What about um, the price difference now? I noticed it a lot as a kid because we work, like, and, that, and Dad used to give us a bit of pocket money, like, a few weeks out from the show. Um, Oh, don't talk to me about how much it costs to take a family to the show. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I was like looking at like the old whizzer where it used to be what, like three three dollars or something or five dollars for so many tickets. Did you guys see how close that little was to your face then? I oh, know, that's like literally <laughs> gotta be aware of that car. Li- 
fuck. Colonel's put that lure dead set two inches in front of your cheek and just let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> like it just oh, went. Oh, oh. <laughs> if you had to drive that into him, we would be on our way to the hospital. Oh. Holy dooly, that was close. Fuck. Mate, that's why I'm hiding back here. You, like, you want to get further away? He's been getting up me for casting from the side. Yeah, He's like, no. you got to cast more over the top of your head. So I was just like, well, yeah, here we oh, go. Oh, man, this big pretty lure just sat there for about half a second oh, and then no, just I got launched. I could fucking it, lick that. How you didn't flinch, I don't know. It just went. I just saw it. Oh. I've got an uncle that throws like that. Oh, man. So I'm used to it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm about as far back on the end of this boat as I can get. Yeah, yeah I'll be joining <laughs> you shortly. <laughs> Fucking old damn. Maybe I should have had a seven-metre boat. Uh, <laughs> so you can put him right up in the bow. Yeah, a couple more metres at the front. Don't put it right up in your tip, mate. You'll bust me tip. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the wizard was like $3, $5 or something back in the day as a kid. Oh, you bastard. It'll flick out. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Get it? Yep, sweet. Um, yeah, so now 15 bucks. Hey? Yeah. $15 to go on that thing? Yeah, couldn't fucking believe it. So then you get a boat, I got four. It'd be like 60 bucks for them all to have one go. That's a joke. I know, it's pretty bad. It's just ridiculous. And then, um, lucky on plenty of money. Mate, you know how much it costs? You know why I've got to go hunting all the time? I can't afford to buy meat to feed them all. I thought you they, just like cheap meat. They, they cost a fortune. No, the meat's better. Tell you what, I was whinging about the price of bullets there when I was boxing up north there for a bit. It was um, fucking, yeah, I started reloading all my own. Yeah, well, you, you can often get a lot better accuracy too if you, if you know what you're doing. Well, I'm not going to say the brand of bullet, but we started like pulling them apart, just weighing the grains that were in it. They were off. Variation, plenty of variation. Oh, yeah. just, but not a small amount either. It was ridiculous. Well, there's a particular brand. Um, does it start with W? It does. Yeah, and, um, that's the brand. And, and so... So we started using Hornady and CCIs. Mate, nothing, good yeah. ammunition. Hornady's always been good. But, yeah, the other ones split the cases all the time. So I found that with me, um, 70, 17. Oh, it, um, always. It, it used to split and then um, it actually ended up, you couldn't get them out of the barrel. Like the, the oh, bolt couldn't, stuck. yeah, the bolt couldn't yep. project it. Um, it's just shit brass. Yeah, it was crap. So I was like, oh, fuck this. Well, their centrefire stuff's the same. Um, although in the 270, the deer season XP um, shoot really, really well out of mine. And, and they haven't been splitting, but it's just brittle bla uh, brass. There must be cutting costs on the production or something. Don't talk about 270s, I remember. A few years ago there, we went pig shooting. Oh, that's high. right. Not yeah. big enough for you, is it? No, no, I, I fucking spun me out that day. Eh? I shot that pig. He must have just, yeah, but, yeah, just hit him in the right spot, but just I reckon that just ricocheted off his head. Because you could just see the flash. I'm like, what the fuck? And then it's just looking at me, blood's running down its fucking noggin. And it just turns and walks away. I'm like, you fucking bastard. So the next day I went in and bought a 300. <laughs> the big cannon. Yeah, got the big boom boom stick. Well, I haven't struck anything yet that hasn't, hasn't fallen over to the 270, but... Oh, I think it's just that hard plate bone. Yeah, you just hit the wrong spot. Yeah. If I well, shot him down the leg, I'm going to blew a hole in him, but... Well, they get... The big shoulder plates they get on the big old wily bores, they get pretty thick. And if, particularly out where they're wallowing, if they've got some dried crust on them, 
often the um, projectile, you know, if you're using just a soft point or a hollow point, they'll blow up. They'll make it into the skin, but it's not enough to get through the vitals. I like, I used to like it when you, you know, sight the old gun in and you see how accurate it was. And the old water bird sitting on the dam and you used to shoot just low at its feet and launch it 10 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you a funny story about that if you want, about duck shooting back in the day. Yeah, mate, you got any stories, let with, loose. Um, <laughs> we're out west and um, I... Mainly used and the we've 22. got permits. We should say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we you, you, you've got to have. Well, this is this is pre, pre that oh. period anyway. So, um, remember being out there, and I got a 22 250, which I loved. Killed everything. Oh, with that thing, and um, we come up on this dam. Yep. And there was um, a bunch of wood ducks on there. Yeah. So we jumped this dam, and um, let fly. Dropped a couple, and there was one that that hit the deck, but he was. Um, wasn't dead straight away. Yeah, right So on. I don't think I was shooting the shotgun. I wasn't actually. I can't remember who it was. Anyway, dropped them, and this thing sucked up about six shots out of the 12 gauge. Just covered it with pattern every time. And it was like a half a submarine. It was floating around, and it just wouldn't wouldn't finish it. Like, just covering it in shot, covering it in shot. And the blokes who have shot enough ducks will know what I'm talking about there, but just one that just doesn't go. You, you feel him full of lead and it's just that one pellet hasn't hit the spot. So I said, oh, stuff this. So I ripped the 22-250 off my back. I had it strapped across my back, sat down there and I was only, you know, you're only talking 25 yards. Boom, let drive and blew this thing about 10 foot out of the water and it's hit the deck. Everyone's cracking up, pissing themselves, laughing. I said, that'll do that. And I turned around, put it back on my back and went to walk off. And the old, old bloke out there, uh, Bubbles, goes, starts pissing himself laughing. He goes, hey, Dan. I said, yeah, what? He goes, fucking duck's back. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And I just, I just, I was filthy. <laughs> I was absolutely filthy. I said, no, no, this is impossible. What is this thing, armour-plated? Like, <laughs> 12 gauge, number four shot about six times and then 55 grainer out of a 22 250 and it was still going. Unbelievable. I used to love going and shooting like the old rabbit. Everyone told me they're like, oh, you know, they're roo and rabbit, uh, roo and pig shooting, but I love my rabbit shooting. Rabbit shooting's amazing. I love it. It's the best. Props to Bernie. I go out his property there. He's got a fair few acres and go out there shooting. Mate. And um, like, I remember one trip there with the old fella. He uh, he kept he didn't he didn't sight his guns on. You know, how, like he hadn't shot for a while. Anyway, he's just like, oh, we'll see how we go. And every time we had a nice bit of a dirt patch where you could see where the bullet was going to land, he hit the fucking thing. Yeah. So we didn't actually know which way it was shooting. <laughs> but he was shooting over the top of this rabbit. And because um, the rabbit was facing away from us, as it goes over its head, it could hear the noise yep. coming back. So it's thinking we're, sh we're the other side of him, yeah. facing him. So he's turning around, starts sprinting. Dad's there trying to sight him in. But as it gets closer, it's getting fucking blurrier. This rabbit's like 10 metres out. Dad's ah, oh, too fucking blurry. Dad just runs up, drives the boot into him. <laughs> 10 foot in the air, old Bernie just goes boom with the shotgun above Dad. Oh. And just sprays Dad full of shit oh. from the fucking rabbit. <laughs> oh, I'm just so fucking laughing. In the middle of winter, I'm on the back of the fucking Ute freezing. But I found fucking enough energy to laugh at that. Oh, bunny busting's the best. They give you so many chances. What about when you hit them in the right spot, they, like, jump six foot in the air and they squeal? Oh, 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 we, we always go for a headshot. 
Yeah. And the key is if you, if you get them, hit them in the noggin, they just, it's like they're being zapped. Yeah, they just go, yeah. and then they're just, just on the spot. But if what we're doing with the spotlight, a lot of them, is you'd shoot, you either hit the head or you'd shoot just over them and you startle them. And then you, you jump, someone will jump out and you just hold the light on them and they're just startled and you could sneak right up on them yeah. and go bang and just grab them and then just break the neck. Yeah. You didn't even have to put a bullet in them. But no, we love eating rabbit, love shooting rabbits. Um, it's good tucker. People don't realise how, you know, how good game meat is. Oh, you got one? Oh, no. I think I just bumped that snag, that's all it was. Felt like a hit, though. And say, if you aren't getting one here, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, I know. Just in here is where I'm going to throw. But, um, oh, there was another... I always just like going shooting with blokes. And they always go, oh, can you actually shoot? I'm like, well, if I can see it, I can hit it. But, um, there was one shooting trip there. He just, this bloke on the light, eh, he was just fucking hope, hopeless. Oh, that he, makes a big difference. Oh, he just couldn't keep up with this rabbit. This rabbit's like 100 metres out, just on full sprint. So I was How like... How do you not keep up with the light? You're only holding it, like... Oh, I don't know what the fuck. I think he's like, where is it? I'm like, you're a fuck. You're not coming back. <laughs> and, um, anyway, I fucking sort of just seen it on the edge of the light, so I had a shot, fucking got it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's a fucking fluke. I'm like, well, I aimed for it. I hit it. How's that a fluke? A fluke's something if I shoot over there and get something. Yeah, that's right, if you're not aiming at something. Yeah, anyway, doesn't matter. A fucking whole night he was there. Oh, you didn't get it. I had to, like, literally wander up, pick the rabbit up and throw it at him. Like, what's this then, dickhead? Because he's there's, like, four rabbits all together and I'm aiming for the one that's, you know, closest to the bushes. I have the best chance of hitting one, another one as they're on the sprint. And, um, yeah, he's looking at the closest one or something. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I want the furthest one. Because if I can get him, I know I can get the next nah, one. You need, you need someone who's good on the light. Like, oh. we're, we're... But I always look at it, no one's born knowing how to do everything, so they're not going to get good. No, you got to practice yeah. it. We, we're teaching the boys all the time and, you know, you can... The big thing, if you're... The way we spotlight, generally we've got a pretty good setup. We even have a buzzer inside the cab. So you're not banging on the roof or saying So you see something, you just press a button on the outside and it goes beep, beep, beep inside, so you stop. Mate, the amount of times we got deafened from going, are you going to shoot? Bang! And there's some ears are ringing. Um, but the big thing, like, the biggest responsibility as the, the guy in the light, really, you make the call. So many times you're out there and you're like, and you go, yeah, yeah, it's a deer. Someone will say, oh, it's a deer. And you say, you sure? You sure? You can't quite see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, as a bloke on the light, if you got doubt, and I've done it to, to blokes before, I'm like, nah, it's a possum or it's a whatever, and they're like, no, no, no. And if I, if I know I'm not confident, I'll just take the light away. And they go, what are you doing? And I say, well, I'm not letting you shoot it because you don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, that's, that's your responsibility as a bloke on the light. Um, you know, you've got to identify 110% what you're shooting at. But, oh, mate, we've had some great times out there. Just... <laughs> I remember, um... Hey? Change the subject. Down at um, Sandham, we used to go camp. The old man would go to Broom's Head right when I was really young. And he'd yeah. take, you know, being a builder, he'd work all year, six days a week, and then he'd take, like, a month or six weeks off and go camping. Yeah. And um, so really all he'd do is go down there, um, go fishing out sea every day and just drink copious amounts of beer. And um, we started going to Sandon because the fishing was better out of there. I remember when I was 
from yeah. room set. Yeah, so that he'd, he'd run like run the boat and launch at Sandon because he had a big yellowfin. Yeah. And um, but then we started actually go to camp at Sandon instead of staying at Broom's Head, and so that sort of started. Fed a sand flies out there. Yeah, but good spot down there. Oh, it's gone ridiculous. Like you can't even go out there now and park mm. up without a bloody national park. Nah, well, okay. you got to book in in advance. But back when we were young, when I think I had me peas, me and two mates um, were camping down there for the weekend. I had a what did I have then? It's about a four, four point two meter. Open boat, an alley craft. Yep. And um, really nice little boat. And, and, and when the weather's right, you can virtually get anything out there at Sandon. You just got to watch the bar. But um, I remember we went into Broom's Head and these older blokes had a party on and we sort of got there thinking, oh, this will be cool. But we're like, nah, we're the young fellas here. We're going to get you know, get ourselves into strife. Yeah. And uh, one of my mates... Sick of it. Huh? Sick of it. You can have a go if you want. One of my mates, he... Um, he had a few too many and um, carried on like a pork chop on the way home. And um, so we pulled up and said, listen, if you're going to carry on like a dickhead, you can walk home. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, you blokes and this and that. And I said, listen, just pull your head in or you can walk. So he jumps out and he gets in front of the car and tries to stop the car. And I'm like, get out of the road. I'll run you over. You've been a dick. Anyway, we left him there. We thought, oh, we'll just go up the road here for about a, a K and we'll come back and pick him up when he's calmed down. So we turn around and go back and look for him, he's gone. <laughs> don't know where he is. And so we went back and forward, back and forward, calling out for him. This is at like 12 o'clock at night, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And he's um, nowhere to be seen. And we said, oh, bugger it, he knows where we're camping. So we said, he, he, he knows where we are. So we go back. Go back there, you're steering the boat, bros. You're taking us out. Oh. <laughs> That's why I hand you the controls <laughs> going, mate, go back. Jump, jump in the swags and whatnot, because we're going fishing in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> we thought, we wake up, we get up about 5.30, and, you know, this is summertime, so the sun's already up well and truly. You're turning us around. We are going in the circle. Going this way, hang on. And, um... Fucking hell, So, anyway, we thought, well, we'll get ready to go. We better go and find him. So we jump in the car, and we only get a couple of hundred yards out of camp, you know, sand and campground. Here he is, walking down the road towards camp, shirt off, Looking pissed off as you've ever, you know. I think he slept in the scrub, you know, on the, the side of the track. Oh, is that why you couldn't find him? Oh, I think he just went. I think at first he was hiding from us being a smart ass. Oh, I bet you he learned his lesson. And, oh. then, and then he had to sleep out in the wilderness, so he you wasn't hit real full happy. You're fucking stick, bros. What are you doing? What am I fucking. Fucking hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, give it a hit. We're trolling for, trolling for <laughs> mackerel now. I went to turn the motor off and I went full speed. It's all right, we're trolling for mackerel. He hit turbo. <laughs> turbo. I had to turn it off and I was going turbo mode. Mate, how about, I just left on gear one <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, just keep a steering. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I pressed the wrong button there. Oh, we're right. We're back. We're all good. That's a good little electric. <laughs> oh, I know. We're just about to go skiing. <laughs> just reiterates we're not in a studio, guys. No, definitely not. <laughs> I nearly went arse over at the back. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, fuck it, hell. But, yeah, we, so we go and pick him up, and he had the shits proper. Wouldn't talk to us and whatnot, and we were having a bit of a laugh. And so um, me and Kev were like, oh, well, we're going fishing. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm coming in. Have a big, big sook about it. So we jumped the boat, get out there and have a fish, catching a couple of little squire. Um, yeah, we're only about a mile offshore, like, staying close, because we didn't even have a sounder in the boat then. Yeah. And... Um, Crystal clear water, being the young. Um, about a couple of metres there, Dan. In summertime, and then um, he goes, 
he's laying up the front because he's all hung over and, you know, feeling sorry for himself. And he's like, how long are we going to be out here? And I said, oh, well, until we're ready to go back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Next to me, he goes, you reckon there be any sharks around here? I said, sharks? Of course there's bloody sharks. They're everywhere. We're in the friggin' ocean. Oh, and we're sitting out. And so Kevin and I are out the back having a fish off the back of the boat. And, oh, straight over the top of you. Yeah, right. Um, out the back. Next minute, we turn around and he's gone. Where the fuck's he gone? Next thing we see these hands hanging off the front rails of the boat. <laughs> and what the hell is he doing? Was he trying to sober up? No. Next thing he starts shimmying really fast around from one side of the other. And he goes, it's following me, it's following me, it's following me. And what's following you? Look down. He jumped over because he needed to do a shit. He's jumped in. Instead of just hanging off the boat. So he's jumped the in the water fishing, to do a shit? Jumps in the water to do a shit, hangs off the front. We look down, we've got our lines down, bottom bouncing, and there's this huge, big depth charge just making its way down on the 45, and it, it was massive. Like, it would have showed up on the sounder. Yeah. For sure. And we're just cracking up laughing like, you dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but here he is. He starts over on that side of the boat, and he starts shimmying around the other side because must, he mustn't have snapped it off or something, I don't know. But here, here he is, and he's going around the corner. It's following me, it's following me. <laughs> I thought, oh, mate. Are you going to hate me? Can you go sit where I was? I don't want to hook you. That's the sort of yeah, silly, was... crazy, bloody things that happen when you, you know, you're young and you're doing stupid stuff. Yeah, well, it's like, mate, Sam, eh? he just shits in the fucking bait tank. <laughs> in the bait tank? Yeah. yeah. Remind me not to go fishing with him. No, nah, well, he was on our second episode. I had to keep a close eye on it. He positioned himself <laughs> over it too. <laughs> he even brought his own shit roll. Fair income. Yeah. Bloody, uh, fucking... Can't hold it long. Oh, well, well, it was a pretty early start and we'd, uh... Yeah, had a few coffees. So. Oh, it just cracks you up. Is there any sharks here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll give I'll, I'll give him a bit of fucking give him something to munch on. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of burly. Pretty shit burly, but yeah, no fucking. Oh, mate, there's always some stories when you go fishing, especially when there's drinking involved. So, but talk about that, mate. What, what's your dream fish? Dream fish. Um. I reckon one of them big tuna would be unreal. You know, you watch that show Wicked Tuna? Yep. No. One of them, you haven't seen it? Oh, mm. mate. Big yellowfin or a big, them, them big, what are they, southern bluefin? Yep. Mate, they'd be unreal. Yep, that's the ones. Oh, just monstrous. That'd be pretty cool, I reckon. But um, I don't really have a particular fish. I'd just love to get into some awesome fishing. Like, the guys that go up north and that, they're just opportunity like they're just getting busted up and smashed all the time be good just spending a week doing that i get a lot of enjoyment just out of going crabbing yeah well dillian's yeah. awesome fun like well you got a dilly up here as soon as you get past our boat ramp there at the police station at mclean yeah that's all right dillies. well that's something i really want to get back into is, is get a little boat set up get up into the broad water when the when the crabs are on i actually had time being at home this week i actually got them out of the shed and started re-netting them yeah. Doing a bit of sewing. It's funny, like, I can't even sew a button on a shirt, but I can re 
Do a dilly. Yep. <laughs> Misses is up me about that one. No, but how fun is it when you're getting stuck into them? You're in the boat, you, you know, because it's non-stop activity when you're dilly and you, you put a set through, come back, check them, and then, you know, if you find a little pocket of crabs, you, you move with them. Oh, it's awesome. I usually drop them. Well, you've got to have the first one in for at least an hour or so. And when they're on, they're on. Yeah, well, if this uh, salt stays in this river this year, no big freshers come down, be unreal. Well, I'll tell you what I've always thought would be cool is um, trout fishing and... Um, Don't say with a fly. No, no, no. Because they're fucking cyclists of the no. river, they are. No, <laughs> the, the idea, what would be cool is you always picture <coughs> going down some, you know, remote bloody gully somewhere and, and flicking a lure and catching a trout and then cooking it right there and then, you know, right beside the, yeah. the creek or the stream. Um, Ideally for me, I'd have a rifle as well and then I'd catch the trout, eat the trout and then a monster mm. red stag would walk down and I'd shoot the stag and then it'd be, what a great day. And then you woke up with your hand on it? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's the dream, yeah, you know. Yeah, it is the dream. That'd be unbelievable. I think, well, that, that could happen if you're in New Zealand, absolutely. I think the worst part about it may be my luck. That would all happen. I'd miss the fucking fish. I'd miss the fucking stag. I'd go home fucking hungry and take well, kilos well, you'd go home and You'd be more depressed than what you started. Yeah. Well, don't worry. A bad day's fishing still a better day than work, going to work. Yeah, but, you know, how filthy do you get when you lose that dream fish, you know? You get the big stonker of whatever you're chasing, you drop it at the boat and then you're just filthy with yourself. It's like, like shooting when you miss a shot on a trophy. You're just filthy for the rest of the day. Oh, dear. Yeah, it, it it does get painful. Fucking bit of weed on me, Lua. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's not so much catching a um, trophy fish for me. I think just the spending the time, the experience. And, like, I'd be happy to get back into the black fishing and, you know, bag out in the morning, and that's, that's good fun. Yeah, it's like we've said before, you know, like... It's all well and good to bag out and all that sort of stuff. Here you go, Dan. Here, yeah. grab all this. He's on. Okay, here, wind this Here's fucker. Get that. There yeah. you go, so you catch your fur. Keep your rod up. Yeah, I've got him. There you go. Don't drop I've the rod. I've hooked one for you. Get the scoop Ooh. for you, Colonel. We've got it here. There he you go. a little bit of weight to him, too. Yeah, he was a good fish when he hit it, so Ooh, I was like, fuck. yeah. Good size. You oh. feel the weight in him. Yeah, keep. Keep him up. Here he comes. Bring him over the scoop. He's a good one. Oh, he's a good size. Very nice. nice. There you go, you got one. <laughs> Very nice. Beautiful fish. Look at that. Now, yeah, Nugget. Still going? I'll see. Yep. Yeah. Nugget told me last week they got no teeth. They got no teeth? So you can put your hand down your bloody, down the mouth well, and you'll be right. I'll try and get him. He's double hooked, this one. He's hooked well. Very nice. I'll have to get a. Uh, Get a photo of that. Get a photo for him. Here, do you want me to get him out for you? Yeah. Watch that spike at the back of the gills, though. Oh, yeah, he's got a plate there, doesn't he? Yeah, watch out. Just about got him. Okay, so you don't get yeah. spiked, yep. Oh, you can grab him in the mouth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, no teeth. He's a pretty fish, that one. Got him? Yep. 
Look at that. Go and I'll get some photos for you. Get a photo. Hey? <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Nice fish. You gonna measure him, do all your business? Yeah, we'll Fatty, measure him. look at that. Beautiful fish. Very nice. All right. Oh, now we I go to the forks. Didn't really. Hey? We go to the forks of these ones. Right here. He's a bit bigger than the last one. He's about there. He's about 31. See what he weighs in at. Get nice the, fish. Get the old beetle out. This is what I named the scales, beetle. Had a mate fucking up me, apparently. It's the only accurate way of measuring them. There you go, half a kilo. Just over. Beautiful fish. So Ripper. Said, you want to keep him or? No, put him back. Put him back? Unless you just want to keep him to eat it. No. Nah. Nah. I don't know what we like to eat. We'll chuck him back this week. Um, what was I going to say? Well, oh, that scale one. you've got there, that's that's what I use to measure out all the stuff when I'm making bacon and hams and that. <laughs> <laughs> the same one. Because you do it. You do a lot of your own butchering, don't you? Yeah, I'm doing some of the salvi. We, um, we killed two domestic pigs who were growing out on Wednesday and just dressed them. And they're at home at the moment in the, in the ice boxes. So this afternoon, that's what I'm doing. Break it down, make my bacon, do some hams, do some nice shoulder roast. Nice. All right, I'm I Actually, I got him off that half tree landing yeah. in the water there. I saw that. I was like, oh, should be one there. So there'll be another one. Give me that another like, rod. Keep throwing that one. Yeah, so that'll be me this afternoon. Making bacon. Misty Big Gully got a, um, a bacon cure called maple bacon. Yep. It's simple as you just weigh your, um, you just weigh your, you know, your belly or your loin or whatever you're making out of it and your pieces. Yep. And it's got a formula there how many grams you, you add to it and just sprinkle it all over. Yeah, righto. Put it in a snap lock bag or cryovac it, put it in the fridge and you've got to turn it once a day. So you turn that once a day and then after about a week, you wash it off and then smoke it. Oh, and Bob's nice. your uncle, you'll have the best bacon you've ever eaten. See, you're only doing bacon this week, nothing else. No, I'll do um, roast and everything. So I'll do the whole, so we've got two pigs, so we've got, um, you know, four sides. So I'll do all of that into bacon. Yep. Um, the legs, I'm probably going to pump them and brine them and make hams. But I'll do boneless hams, so we'll um, bone them out and put them in the socks or the netting the butcher actually gave me some new stuff to try. And um, pump them full of your cure, you've got to add 25%. So in other words, if your ham weighs four kilo, you pump it until it weighs five. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, then, um, and then you sit it in the brine, you've got to keep it cold all week. Same thing, rinse it. And then when smoking day comes around, well then you start your stubbies. So when the smoker's on, you start drinking stubbies. Depending on how much ham and bacon you've got to do is how many you drink. Oh, fuck. Now I'll do that and then probably the shoulders will, um, I'll bone them out as well and then I'll tie them into shoulder roast and then you'll get, we'll have all the um, ribs. Oh, very good. So you get into your smoking a bit? Yeah, a bit. I, not, I enjoy it, but it's a bit of a, what I'm into more at the moment is um, cooking over the charcoal. So yeah, right, eh? my mate Steve, he actually um, owns Secret Lake Retreat. Have you been out there? 
No, I haven't. Oh, it's a cracking spot. You, you've got to go out there. Like They say it's primitive campground because there's no power, but it's not very primitive. Like they got awesome toilets and showers and everything. Like The big lake out there, I think it's 20, 27 acres, I think, is the, the dam. Yeah, right. It's just um, only about 10 k's past my place on the Lawrence Road. That's that hidden... Oh, what's it called again? You said it? Um, yeah, Secret Lake Retreat. Yeah, Secret. Yeah, I've seen it on Facebook and that, but I just haven't. Oh, it, you want to go like, yeah, it's a top spot, absolute top spot. They got all free canoes and kayaks and everything to use on there. Excellent value for families. But um, what was I saying about Steve? Some track of thought there now. You saying about butchering? What are you oh, smoking. Oh, That's yeah, right. Yeah. So he's got this little thing. Um, he calls it on suvla, and it's basically a mini rotisserie that's adjustable for height and everything like that, and you cook over charcoal. And he introduced me to it, doing like chicken wings and um, lamb shoulders and everything like that, and it just comes out amazing. Yeah. So I've been getting right. Kel bought me one for my um, birthday, and I've been getting right into that. Like, you do up your chicken wings and put them over. The boys love it. Um, you can do, you know, rolls of pork, lamb. We actually did for my birthday, um, we mixed up lamb shoulder and venison shoulder. Yep. Like, so we, we packed the venison in between the lamb to give it, you know, protect it with the fat in that out of the lamb. Mate, absolutely phenomenal. So I'm getting, I'll probably do one tomorrow actually. Not very nice. But no, the big old pellet smoker, she gets a workout when we're doing, you know, doing that cured meat stuff. That's very good. Next so, step will be salami. Yeah, right. What's involved with doing salami? Oh, you got to have the right... You, you really got to have the right curing salt, otherwise you're going to poison yourself, which I've got all that. And traditionally, you know, you use different casings, mix up predominantly pork, all your flavourings and whatnot, and then you... There's a few different ways of curing it. A lot of them will smoke it. But there's a new product you can um, pack it in this casing and just stick it in the fridge. Yep. And um, it'll basically, oh, it's some new technology where the moisture can only go one way. Yeah, right. So the moisture will draw out of it, but it can't go back in. And then after, I don't know, like six weeks, you pull it out and you chop it out of the casing and you've just got a cured salami. Sounds unreal. I have to, might have to look into it one day when I, when I get free time. When you get time. <laughs> when I get free time. But, yeah, no, lots of... Lots of home butchering, obviously, when you're doing... Oh, yes, on! Oh, oh, yes! Yeah, yeah. boy! Woohoo! Hold it up, hold up, that right up. Here we go. Let the drag do the work. Oh, get the oh. scoop down. Oh, very nice. This is a nice fish. Colonel, pass us the phone. Nice one. Yeah, very good. nice. That's a good size, oh, mate. Yeah. Keep it up. Bring it over here. Oh, I'm look so at glad that you one. Got one. She swallowed a very yes. nice ripper. Now that's a good one. Ew. Fucking look at that, boys. Bring her over. I knew here. I was going to hook one. Take her over here, have a look see there. Very nice fish. Now very that's a nice. nice fish. You, you got the steerer, mate? Uh, she's sucking. Tell you what, now I'm happy. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, oh. That's a good size, that one, uh, Dan. Hang on, I'll be hooked in the net. Uh, i get that out. You boys ever keep these to eat? 
Yeah, we kept one last week. That's probably a good keeper. Yeah, I'd like to try one. That's a good sign. Do you know how to fillet fish? <laughs> do I know how to fillet <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, keep it. Yeah. That's good. Oh, the mate. fucking thing in there. Get us a photo of that. Yeah, bro. You'll have to send me these. Yeah, mate. Oh, for sure, mate. You'll have to uh, see them up on the socials. I'm happy with that. Look at that one. Fuck yeah. Nice. That's, that's my first one I've actually hooked and caught myself. Yeah, first bass. Man, that's a good one. Oh, now I'm hooked. I want to go bass fishing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, it's like golf, isn't it? Oh, it just smoked it. That's unreal. Let's see if they swallow them. Oh, we've got to measure it, mate. Yeah. So you need to measure and weigh that, mate. Yeah. Sorry, the lure's still hooked in the net there. That's all right, mate. Um, oh, definitely, I'm going to have to um, bring Ethan. This is actually Ethan's dream fish is a big bass. <laughs> we're talking about when we go to the States next year. Oh, no, nuggets. You have the old uh, fold-out one here now. This is a good one. This is It'll a, be in the 40s. I was like, this is the biggest one we caught yet. That was on that lure you changed, 43 to the fork? 43 to the fork. It's not the biggest one I've caught. Biggest one I've caught? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. He's already got a hole in his lip there somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't really hole. trust it. No. <laughs> a bit torn up. Yeah, they're a beautiful fish, aren't they? They are. Here I was yabbering on about butchering pigs or something. Oh, they always That's hit the best me. part of it. You're just talking shit and yeah, and then bang. Back. What's he at? One point two six. Two five kilo. One point two six on the dot. There you go. Beautiful fish. Ripper. All right, what are we doing? Chucking in the tank. Yeah, mate. Yeah, Put I'll the old beetle away. Taking that one home. No one will believe me at home otherwise. That was that lure you changed and put on. <laughs> Glad it's working for you. That was a good hit there, Dan. Oh, just smoked it. That's why I seen it. I was like, oh, I wouldn't be going on that brown, not up here. I usually stick them for me dirty waters. Further up here with the tea tree. Sort of uh, mixes in with the Watercolour. Yeah. Those dark lures work well. You've bloody hit. <coughs> yeah, they just swallow this them. net well. No, glad you got one. Oh, man, I'm stoked. <coughs> I'm glad you got a decent size one. Oh, unreal. But yeah, they hit it, don't they? Yeah, he just smoked that. You. You want to have a throw now? I'll have a flick. Use that one. They both catch. There's the leader and everything. Here you go, Colonel. I'll swap you. Uh, check that. No, they'll keep going. Keep for going. A bit. No, it feels just right. overflows anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, it goes into the overflow way back to the end of your spot. Oh, you okay? I was going to say give. No, you no, it. I've already caught one. Colonel's the only one that hasn't got one. He's the. What happened to that orange lure that was on the seat? I put it up there. Oh, sweet. I was like, fuck. Because I didn't want to sit on the cunt. All right, I'll get us out of the bushes. <sighs> yeah, but you know, like um, doing your own, it's, it's like fishing. If, you, if you're a good fisherman and you catch plenty of fish, 
you know, do you get a lot of satisfaction out of giving other people, like, a feed of fish, you know? They... Definitely. That's another reason why I sort of started this, you know. I was fortunate enough to have my old boy teach me and that and everyone in my family sort of fishes, <coughs> so I thought I might come out here and encourage other blokes to have a go. Your hooks are tangled down. They won't swim. I mean, Colonel. But I mean, like, the... The appreciation, like when someone who either can't or doesn't or have the inclination or the skill, you give them some f a fresh feed of fish and it's like nothing else they can't buy. And it's the same with when I bring a lot of uh, game meat home. Yep. People go, oh, what's that like? And I'll cook them up a nice piece of venison backstrap and they just froth over it. Like they're just I'll like, trade oh. your fish for venison. Well, <laughs> this, everyone says, oh, can I buy some? I say, it's, it's not like that. It's all it's, farmed. It's, um... You know, you wouldn't sell it because the value or what it costs you to acquire is, is you, know, you can't really put a price on it, but it's more about the satisfaction of having people enjoy it. Yeah. But yeah, like, well, I said that's my first bass, so. No, happy show, for you, show, show me a bit of the way. <laughs> now your spot's not secret anymore. Well, this isn't, this is just nah. cruising down the river. This just... isn't any of my secret spots. I've just sort of. My spots, I usually motor from spot to spot to spot and get me half a dozen and go home, but this is just, um, I don't keep half a dozen because you're only allowed to keep two, wink, wink. Um, yeah, I'm just sort of... We can have six today. Well, there's That's three it. of well, us. We shouldn't have threw that other one back. <laughs> um, you can have one over a certain... One over a certain length. One under. And one under. Yeah, what's that? Do you know? What is it? 30, 50 or something? 35, I think it is. One over 35 and one under. Oh, oh okay. Well, you're only allowed to have one over 35. I can't remember. I was yeah. having a look at it last week, trying to. I can't remember. But I suppose, like, if you were to take someone new to fishing out a few times and show them, you know, that, and they catch a fish. Um, it's pretty rewarding. Dude, the. the Level of excitement and, um, like, I've caught loads of fish, but that was a pump for me just then. Like, I've never caught one of them. So yeah. I, I find, it, mate, if I take someone and, and um, guide them onto something, like whether it be a nice pig or anything that they haven't done, yeah. a pig, a, a goat, a deer, and just to see how pumped they are, you feed off that as well. Like, I get just as much enjoyment out of seeing my boys, um, you know, shoot stuff as, as me shooting it. And it's probably the same. You take someone out and, and show them something, they catch a good fish. They'll be talking about that for the next two weeks. That's yeah. it. And that, that's sort of why I sort of, you know, get out here, encourage blokes to go fishing. I do tell them, like, what we're using. You know, it's the same setup as last week. Except these, we've got a couple of chubbies on this week. You know, you got the fluoro yellow with the orange bottom. What's this little uh, rod and reel combo I'm working with? I think you're going to lose Loomis, a... Yep. Um, is it Shimano? Um, I've got the Loomis rod. It's know. Shimano. Vanford. What's that? Vanford? Yeah, keep winding. He'll be on there. I think it's a Shimano. Dan's got the diver set up with the Dobinsons. What sort of um, what weight braid have we got on here? That's a uh, 10 or 12 pound castaway line, and then for the leader is about 15 pound uh, Maximus. So that's what I run, so a little bit of extra strength rubbing up against the 
timber and that. Snags and that, yeah. Yeah, and then um, that lighter line, it, you know, it's a fucking strong line, that castaway. It's not aggressive. I find a lot of lines these days, um, when you put them on your reel, uh, they just want to jump off. Oh, where, right. They don't lay on the reel properly. Oh, it, it, yeah, it, not when it's new, where castaway is not as aggressive. So it, it, it's nice, but a lot of blokes stuff up and they put too much on their reel. It doesn't sit nice. So. What about with braid when you're putting it on? You know, like back in the day with the mono, we'd, we'd stick it in a bucket of, you know, water. Warm water and reel it on with a bit of tension. Do you do the same with braid or not? Um, I haven't had really any experience with it's it. It's no different um, putting line on the reel. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a little celebratory sip. Look at him. Hey, what's that? He's got a little sneaky, sneaky yeah, out the pocket I'll, here. I'll just pop the hip flask out. I'm just going to have a little, little celebration. A little bit of go-go juice. Mm. What do you got in it? Whiskey. Very I don't nice. know what. It's a scotch, but I don't know. What type do you dabble in? Oh, mate, love single malt Speyside whiskies. Yep. You know your um, Glen Goyne, mate. Glen Goyne's delicious. Glenfiddich. No, I don't drink too much Glenfiddich, but. Any of the Speyside stuff, I love. Don't mind a um, don't mind a smoky one every now and then, but it's definitely not my favourite. I can't drink that much of it. Don't mind Japanese either. There's some nice Japanese stuff. Oh, I heard that um, a lot of people get behind that Japanese whiskey. But I really like whiskies that are finished in sherry cask. Yeah, righto. Um, I don't mind tequila either these days. Big Kev, Big Kev put me onto um, tequila because he reckons it's the uh, only alcohol that's an upper, not a downer. Yeah, right. Mm. I guess because of the agave. And um, funnily enough, and I love Don Julio. The yep. Don, mate, it is the best. If you want to get onto a party, you want to get to that level, mate, crack out the Don. Couple of, couple of nudges of that. Yeah, I, used I don't to, like um... cheap stuff anymore. It's just nasty. It just burns your guts and it's no good. But Or your wage that you charge us. <laughs> hey, oh, well, we'll talk about that. Um, for for uh, Father's Day, I did get a nice bottle of uh, Don. Don Julio 1942. Yeah. It's about 300 bucks retail. I got a uh, selectly, selected brewed barreled um, Bundaberg grandma limited edition. Yeah, I'll pick you for a Bundy, Bundy Swiller. <laughs> hey? Yeah. You like I the cans? Get no, the cans give you chest burns these days. Yeah, it's rubbish. Too, too, um, too syrupy. I, um, I, uh, I just like it over the rocks or yeah. with the ice cream. There's one there that um, I have with a bit of ice cream every now and then I get into. Oh, on the rocks is the way to go. You, you, you're getting water at the same time. That's why I, I don't tend to get a hangover drinking whiskey because it's all straight whiskey with, with good ice. And um, I got this whiskey kit where it's got those, um, those stones that you freeze. Uh, you like them? Oh, you have to wash them a fair bit. Yeah. You I, get a bit gritty. Yeah, look, <laughs> I, I, I've tried them. I'm not a big fan because they, all they're doing, they don't water it down. And often if you get, particularly if you get a cast strength whiskey that's like 60%, you need a little bit of water in that. Yeah. And so the ice melting gives it, just mellows it a touch. But, yeah, some people like them. I'm not a huge fan of them, to be honest. Ah, uh, well. I'll just drink it neat or, um, or with proper ice. Yeah, righto. Well, I think we might have to wrap it up because I think we've been going for a few fair while and <laughs> Colonel's hit the tree again, so I better turn. No, this, uh... bugger, let's catch another one. 
<laughs> well, we might say... No, no, we're doing. I'll come back next week. The more we talk, the more we got to listen to to edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I do the editing, so I'm going to sit there going, I don't want to be sitting here for three hours tonight listening. We might no, have to no, go I'll in take for this that one. Out, take that out, take that out, take that out, hey? So we might have to go in for this one. I was going to say, there'd, yeah, be, there'd pretty, be plenty... She's in there pretty good. There'd be plenty of boring we'll bits to take out. We'll see how good I am. Have a go, but I reckon she's in there pretty good. How long... Like, say you record today, when's that get released? Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, really? You do it that quick? Whoa. Whoa. There you go. So we record... bought past med. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> it's a bit, I'll tell you what, the, the lure recovery in this boat's a bit aggressive. <laughs> we haven't lost one yet, though. No, I, I true. Do, I don't want to go in and scratch the paintwork. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, so we, um, we record preferably on a Saturday. Yep. Just in case we have to... Um, touch anything up, we have that Sunday to or at least Sunday morning. Yeah, nug- so you might get a phone call Because nugget, Nugget's normally, yep. nuggets normally, um, normally takes off sort of mid-Sunday afternoon for the week, for work. What's it is, buddy? Yeah, it's 10 o'clock. So, um... That's what I'm saying, we've got to get going. So, um... Yeah, so we normally, normally try and record today. Yep. And then... Gives us time to listen to it, and like last last week, honestly, was the first week we had actually fucked nope. it up. The week before that, oh, when we had one guest on, we thought we fucked it up, but we caught like oh, we fucking caught shot. it, and we only lost like the last two minutes of it. And all we needed him to say was one word, and we could edit that from another part that he said in another section. Yep. So it all sort of worked out, but last week we had to re-record because yeah, we moved and. Bloody big goanna up there. Yeah, be a lizard up there somewhere. Yeah. All right. In 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 name of the uh, podcast, I'm going to have one more throw. Let's do it before you. Yeah. Start her up right under this that's tree. That's what we normally do. Well, that's it. Look at that right there. That's the that's money a good shot. throw. And uh, well, thanks for coming, Dan. <coughs> no, I loved it. So what? How do we? If we want to <coughs> um, get involved with the hunting club, do you have Facebook and? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff just search like um, Clarence Valley Hunting Club. Um, we've got a member jungle link, which was where you can go and you can join up. You can see, the, you know, the calendar and what we're all about. And that's just um, cvhc.memberjungle.com. Yeah. Super easy to find. And, um, yeah, we've got everything on there about the club, what we're doing. Yeah. And, uh, but the easiest way is if you're in the area. Um, we always have our meetings at the Lawrence Tavern, conveniently. Um, usually the last, that was it the third Tuesday. I'll get this wrong. Kel will be up me. I think it's the third, third or last Tuesday of the month, which is burger night down there. So it's great. You have a feed. We do really good meat raffles. On Thursday? Um, I thought Thursday's snitty. No, Thursday's snitty. Tuesdays we, we do our meeting. So we oh. do it on burger night. Yeah. Um, good meat raffles, lucky door prize. It's pretty bad though, I know that. <laughs> and then um, the, on the quarter, so like March, June, September's, we do a Sunday, Sunday lunch. Yeah. So last Sunday of the month and those. And yeah, you just rock up. You don't have to be a member. Rock up and just see what we're doing. And, nice. you know, nearly everybody who comes for that time goes, oh, this is great. Yeah. Yep. Good social, you know, environment. Everyone's friendly. Everyone's happy. Having a good time. And they always usually join. And it's, you know, you'd rather have a club that's got heaps of happy, good members than that's just it. trying to grow a club for no reason. Yeah. Well, that's it. Hopefully it takes off for what has taken off for years. Oh, and- our expectation was, I said, if we had 30 or 40 good members, I'd be stoked. Yeah, and you then, got hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> hundreds. yeah I know. And, and, it, and it's good. It just what is a handful of you guys just 
We're just, kicked it off. Yeah, yeah, and the, now we've got heaps of merch. We've got the hats, I've got the cap on. We've got camo caps, we've got long sleeve shirts, T-shirts, polos, bloody, you name it, everything. We, we, nice. Kel and I paid for it originally. We'd just buy stuff out of our own pocket. And then as we sold it, we'd recoup our money. But now the club's got enough cash that it can just... Sustain itself. Sustain itself and, um, yeah, like, you talk about, you know, the camaraderie and the fishing and, you know, mental health and all those things. Like, I can honestly say that that once a month is probably the one outing that some, particularly some of the older fellas, get out of the house and yeah. come. They don't, they actually don't do much hunting anymore. Um, yeah, they're a bit beyond that, but they just love to they come and hang out and talk with... Have, have some stories and, yeah, and catch just, up. And, and, and hang out with other good people who are like-minded and it's like their outing for the month. Yeah, that's I, it. I like the feedback that we're getting from this is guys driving the trucks and that and are going to work and are at work and say it just takes you away. It actually sounds like you're on the boat because you yep. hear your fuck-ups. You can hear you. Hear us casting into trees. Yeah, we're... <laughs> <laughs> I, only, I only hit one, one yeah, tree. No, two trees. <laughs> you, you, you're in the tree, man. I'm going to call you tree man. Yeah. Nah, he's donuts today. I'm, <laughs> donut, I'm, I say, I'm donut today. That's all right. I was donut last week. I didn't really fish, but we only had an hour and I sort of just wanted Colonel to get his first one over and done with. And... Oh, it's awesome. And Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like when, you, when you're in the grind or in the truck or wherever, it doesn't wherever you are, um, yeah, it just gets so monotonous and... It does. Bloody oath. But on, on that note, well, we better get going. Cause yeah. I think you've got stuff to do today. I do, I do, Thanks yeah. for coming, mate, and... Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, guys. More than welcome. Week. We'll see you next week. Have a good week and get those lines wet. Yep, get in that tackle box. All right, see you guys.